and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free reviews, recaps, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read Minx by Julia Quinn. An oldie. It's a mid-90s, I think. It's her third novel. Yeah. That makes so it's that sounds right. It's a novel that has been around for a long time, and we read oh god, maybe like ten years ago for the first time, and we did a yeah. rereading this time. Yeah, I think you, Kimberly, are going to do what you love to do, which is the spoiler-free recap. I live for a spoiler-free this free is, recap. Unsurprisingly, however, as a Julia Quinn novel set in England during the Regency period, and that's the end of my contribution. Well done. I like to get us started. So. Thank you, Amy, for your contribution of Timeline. You're welcome. Minx follows Henrietta, who is the ward of some kind of earl in Cornwall. Cornwall. And that earl has died, or whatever he is. I can't remember what like kind of country gentry he is. But he has died, and his only surviving heir is like an obscure cousin who is mm. named Dunfield. Dunfield? William Dunford. 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 There mm-hmm. you go. And He's a rogue. Yeah, apparently. And Well, he's an eligible bachelor. Yeah, he's an eligible bachelor. He is London-based. He is very tonish. He is not a country landed gentleman at all. He didn't expect to inherit. So he was kind of just like bopping about doing his thing in London. Then he finds out he's inherited. Off he goes to Cornwall. From her side of it, Henrietta has been the ward of this late Earl and his family for pretty much most of her life. Mm-hmm. And she was very good friends with the late Earl's wife. Like as in they got along really, really well, but she died. The wife died ages ago. And when she died, the Earl kind of gave up because they were properly in love and he just kind of locked himself away and lost interest in essentially everything, which means and is important because Henrietta then had to take control of the running of the estate, which I want to say is called Stanich Park. Yeah. And she, more than kind of loving the family or anything like that, she loves Stanich Park. Like she is... It is her home. It's all she has ever known in terms of belonging. So she runs it as though she was lord of the manor. And the late earl or whatever he was just allowed her to do that, didn't worry about it. All of the tenants, all of the servants, everybody just assumes that Henry is in charge, treats her like the estate manager. She is very young. She's like 21, I think, when Dunford meets her. She's younger than you'd expect for the things that she's doing at the estate. Absolutely. But she's been running the estate, I think. Think, think, since, I think since she was like 19. And because obviously a young lady, never been to London, runs this country estate very competently, she gets about in breeches and men's shirts and does all those things men do, do and everyone just kind of is like, oh yeah, that's Henry. No one calls her Henrietta. Everyone calls her Henry. So Dunford comes out to view his estate and this thing that he's just inherited. And Henry is worried that he will want to take over and send her away. And so she decides that the best way to get rid of him is to show him that being a country lord is not for him because it's so much harder than living in town. Mm -hmm. So she goes on this kind of little vendetta of being like, oh, no, the estate's not very wealthy. We only eat porridge. And so then she goes to the cook and is like, 
the new Lord just wants to eat porridge and all of that kind of stuff. So, like, there's a, a same Feed kind of deal. terrible mutton. Yeah, same kind of deal about, like, pig building pig pens and getting up at, you know, before dawn and all that kind of stuff. So they kind of have to come to kind of overcome that original antagonism where he works out what she's trying to do. It's like, calm down. I can see that you run the estate really effectively, so I'm not going to, you know, send you away or replace you or anything like that. And so then they kind of get to just become friends. And she shows him how the estate works and he sort of just likes her more and more as a mate. And that's kind of... That's kind of it. They've, it's really that's kind of the story. The friendship then grows into something more. The only kind of added bit that I think is important in kind of that central plot, how that functions, is that under the conditions of the late Earl's will, he has also made Henry the ward of, of Dunford, Dunford. His, his heir. Yeah. So he is legally responsible for her. And that becomes problematic because – Obviously, it's a romance novel. He starts becoming attracted to her and he's like, oh, gross, I'm one of those, like, gross old guys who takes advantage of my he's ward. not an old guy, is he? He's, like, 30? He's 30. It's about, yeah. it's about 10 years. It's the basic Regency novel age gap, yeah. which is about 10 years. And, yes, so that's kind of it. So she's she once he finds out that he's her legal guardian he's like oh i have to marry you off to someone else and now all of a sudden you're forbidden and blah 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 her reputation and etc etc so they go off to london and other plot points happen i feel like that's kind of the summary yeah, like then, it's, it's got a little bit narrative of that sort happens. of i'm gonna transform you into a lady type, yes it's a little bit yeah it's a little bit eliza doolittle yes in that like you just haven't had the chance to be a lady that's it that's good that's so, like spoiler free thanks man so i don't know whether our re- recommendations are going to be spoiler free though but we'll try very we'll hard try. i'll try i suppose we only ever promise a spoiler free recap really don't we <laughs> so if you don't want spoilers tap out now if, if you're into that you'll never know what we thought but that's the gist of the book so amy as spoiler free as possible what were your thoughts and would you recommend minx by julia quinn Whilst I love a Julia Quinn, I don't I wouldn't really recommend a lot of her early ones. Mm. And this one, bits of it I enjoyed. Some of Henrietta I liked, but some of her was really irritating and rereading it. Yeah. Also, I feel like you're older. It would I'm have been older. a good ten years ago that we read this book. Originally which puts us much closer to her. I think I age. liked it. A lot more, but rereading it, I don't. I would much rather read the Billy Bridgerton book because she's a similar, like she's a tomboy who wants to run the estate, but she's a much less um, archetypal, maybe feisty and minxy character than she's less of a parody. Whereas, well, parody is the wrong word. She's more. She's less of a stereotype. I think Billy Bridgerton is a more developed. Whereas Henry feels like you know a tomboy. Yep. And there was too much Eliza Doolittle for me. But fundamentally, I think the, there are two reasons why I wouldn't recommend it. One is uh. it's not it, – it doesn't have – that sort of depth and sparkle of later Julia Quinn things for totally me. Fair. Totally fair. And the other reason is I felt a little bit – I'm very sorry, Julia, but I felt a bit betrayed by the way the book went. Like it started as a sort of friendship that they fell into, I quite enjoyed. But then the sort of, I don't know if you call it the climax, but the complication in the novel made it be icky. There's just some bits that happen in it without spoiling that 
I did not feel were okay and damaged how I felt about particularly Dunford later on in the novel. And as a result, I don't feel it is a rewarding read and I would not recommend it. That's as concise as I'm ever going to be, I think, in a recommendation. I think you're being that concise to avoid being spoilery. Trying so hard. I think think I'm going to expand on that, though, because you know how I'm probably a little bit more vehement about these things. Let's be honest. I'm a little bit more vehement about everything than you are, but... I don't think it's a spoiler to be more specific about the bit you are referring to. I actually think it's almost trigger warning in terms of like, so the bit that we didn't like in the middle is, is the she way. She says no and yeah. he does not listen to her saying yeah. no. And I felt. He does that thing that they used to do in romance novels, particularly, well, not just romance novels, it reflected what happened in real life and probably very much Lee still does, where it's like, no, no, she's naive. She doesn't know about the pleasure this can give her. So she's saying stop, but I'm going to show her how good it can be. And then as they go on, it she does like it, which justifies his ignoring her explicit instruction to stop. And it gets a, that's yeah, gross. And that was a bit where I, I started, where I felt betrayed because Hell I yeah. actually was starting to like the characters and then this happens and I was like, I'm sorry. Well, it's now a deal breaker. I, You're it, like, yeah, unforgivable, a, unforgivable. So, so no, no means no. No, no means no. <laughs> therefore, it means no, I would not recommend reading Minx. Yeah. And having read it after a lot of other Julia Quinns, I was You were like, unhappy. Oh, yeah, Julia, like, how, could you, how could you? How could you have done this to me? So I'm now going to throw I it I trusted you. you, Julia. I trusted you. Would you recommend <laughs> Minx? No, I wouldn't. And look, for the same, like, you know that that one for me is like line in the sand deal breaker. So if the way, if the way that the, the sex scenes go that. on, yeah, the way the you sex won't. scenes go on are a little bit rapey or a little bit kind of domineering, not in like a kind of playful way like certainly the one we read recently bombshell Bombshell was like that she that's kind of it was it was really only in kind of like the talk that went on that that was there it wasn't in actual fact kind of happening yes but that was also the construction of the characters 100 well whereas in this case it was very much a it, it was constructed as a well she said not full stop yeah. So it was. So yeah. for me, that's deal breaker. But if you ignore that and, and you just leave think about that, characters and, you, yes, and plots exactly, and premise, you talk about that. I still wouldn't recommend it. So okay. that's kind of my point. Is if you're listening to this and going, oh, I can kind of understand that it's of an era, and I can move past those moments in books when I can't. I still wouldn't recommend that you read this book. I found everybody annoying, even before he got a little bit rapey, because it was. So I will. I'll have to be honest. On the reread, I listened to an audiobook okay. version of this. The audiobook version that I accessed was horrendous. But also, so sometimes when I listen to the audiobook versions, which longtime listeners of the podcast will know I do a lot of, right? Because I multitask in order to just keep up with the amount of books we read, right? But if I listen to it and I'm like, I think my barrier here is the performance by the audiobook reader, I will shelve the audiobook and, and read the novel, to, right? Yeah. yeah. That was not my barrier in this book. I found Henry annoying and very immature. And because she was, I guess, I guess they were going for the fact that she was sheltered, but I found that she was naive and immature, but then very worldly 
in so many other respects that for me it just read as inconsistent, Mm. that her character just didn't ring true. She was immature and childish when it suited the author for her to be that way and naive when it suited her, but then incredibly worldly when it suited her to be worldly. I didn't buy their friendship. I never really bought that either. It always seemed, I don't know, like one of those weird kind of flirty but we're not flirting we're just friends and you're like what even is this like it just seemed very confused and convoluted I thought the MacGuffin of oh oh no now I'm your legal guardian like I didn't care about that either Um, that was not necessary like the fact that he inherits the estate that she essentially for all intents and purposes runs that was sufficient yes that was a sufficient enough relationship yeah it didn't need it didn't need all that other stuff and that also rang on like rang really untrue for me when all of a sudden he started worrying about the fact that for the last two weeks they had been living on the estate together unchaperoned and she was unmarried and now it mattered but before when he wasn't her legal guardian he didn't care it was just strange, and I just – honestly, it was sloppy. It's just her first novel no, – not her first uh, novel, but, but in that first yeah, series of novels. They are And bit. it's immature and sloppy writing. And I think if I'd read it from a different author, I would just go, eh, this person just isn't very good. But having read it from Julia Quinn – And having much higher expectations. Absolutely. I was super disappointed. Mm. And I think that is also why I would not recommend this book because Julia Quinn has some excellent, mature, wonderful wonderful books. So no, I would never, ever think that we need to go back and read this. And if I were Julia Quinn, I would be like, stop publishing that book, please. Let's not republish it. Well, the version that we have is like an original publication, so I don't actually know if it's been republished. True. Or you could do that thing at the very least with the kind of the way it, approaches the relationships now though she has a lot of don't digress she has some questionable approaches to notions of consent even if you look at like the first bridgerton the book, and I, right yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about that in our very first episode of this podcast yes would like to, to um, engage anyway but yeah so she has better books i would read her other books and if i were her i'd be asking that that thing that disney has put on the front of like they're so inappropriate like old content that's like we haven't removed this content but we acknowledge that it's totally racist and people should talk about how this is totally inappropriate while enjoying aladdin and you're like thanks disney (laughs) i think (laughs) that this needs a yeah i I think it needs a disclaimer that that seemed okay in the 90s but now is quite clearly a consent issue oh that afl not afl that Oh, that gridiron novel. Oh, that was so bad. I can't even remember. It had to be you. I don't know. We've talked about it as a contemporary romance. I think it's it had to be episode ten or something like that. Yeah, it was bad. It's a big fat no from both of us. Absolute trash pile. Total trash. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all we have time for. I expected that to be a shorter episode. It became a whole thing. But join us next week when we will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, maybe recommendations for whatever we read that week. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen it's, to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.